Hello, everyone, and welcome to A Light On, our video series that brings to light the latest human capital and business topics. Today, we are joined by Scott Paulskill, Vice President of IT, Karen Shand, Vice President of HR Operations, and Melissa Cotter, Vice President of FP&A at Alight. Our panelists today are going to discuss how Alight's move to embrace cloud technology has impacted their teams around year-end prep. Thank you guys all for joining us today. Yeah. Of course. So before we get started, I do have one reminder. I'd like to remind our viewers today that throughout today's episode, you can ask our panelists questions by putting it in the cue box on the right-hand side of the console, and we'll make sure to follow up with you after today's episode. Now, diving right in, as all of you are aware, year-end is top of mind right now as organizations begin to take inventory of expenses, workforce changes, and payroll to prep for tax filings, and ensure that they have time to plan and account for any needed changes going into 2021. Since this has been quite a year of changes for most companies, uh, many of the manual processes and reporting cycles that assist HR, finance, and payroll teams in collecting that needed data at year end might have fallen through the cracks as companies have had to deal with a lot more urgent issues at hand. And so starting off, I'd like to run through each one of you walking through um, what some of the bigger pitfalls you have tried to mitigate in terms of year end prep and what impact that can have on a company's ability to be ready for 2021. Scott, if you wouldn't mind kicking things off talking about IT, that would be awesome. Yeah, for sure. So I'll start with, I am incredibly happy that our HCM and finance journey to the cloud is complete at this point. Now, prior to that, we had a bunch of siloed IT systems, offline processes, and those really made things difficult for everyone. And when your HR and finance payroll teams are trying to gather their end of year data, you know, they're having to cobble together reports and it just isn't very efficient. And it, it's exasperated now by most workers still being remote. You can't have the drive-by conversations that you've had in the past. You'd have to be more deliberate right now. So really when the system, the technology systems aren't user-friendly and they're not connected, it, it really makes it hard for your employees to, to go into this year-end process, trying to take data offline into spreadsheets, those can get lost or version control and worst case get corrupted. Definitely. Melissa, do you want to take it next then? Sure. Um, I agree with Scott wholeheartedly. You know, as he said, we spent the early part of the year completing our transition to the Workday platform across the business. And we are now in a position across the company to see real time what purchase orders or invoices need to be approved what expenses have come through the system, and from a forecasting perspective, what revenue we're expecting and anticipating before we close out the year. Um, our prior processes were more Excel-based. They did allow for human error and file corruption, as Scott mentioned. And now being on a cloud platform, we have been able to mitigate a lot of those issues. <laughs> and this should help us automate some of the materials that we need for the year-end audit as a lot of the reporting can come directly from the system. And last but certainly not least, Karen, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this as well. Sure. Um, with cloud technology, year-end is no longer a point-in-time event. Audits and monitoring continue all year. So come September, we're working cross-stream to check um, our W-2 processing or preparing our tax forms, et cetera. We may be preparing to launch some new HR initiatives, such as org changes or communication on annual compensation and things like that. With the transparency and auditing and reporting that you can do on a daily, weekly or monthly basis, we're very well prepared for year-end now. Um, this year has been very different due to the pandemic. 
We have had many things in the business, like most companies in the world, where we quickly had to respond. And the speed and agility afforded us by the cloud technology has really helped. It supported us and our company and employees with quick and decisive actions, which could be reflected in our systems in a very short period of time. One example is many companies had to give additional time off for COVID-related issues this year, which we managed to quickly get into the system and, and have that available for our employees in a very quick time frame. Interesting. It's all fascinating. I mean, I think we talk about these changes, you know, so much, and it's great to hear all three of your perspective on it. Um, moving on, I think we frequently hear in our business about the year-end crunch. And look, that sounds quite stress-inducing to me. And so, Scott, I want to ask you, are there any actions that organizations can take to prevent that year-end prep from getting chaotic? Yeah, I, I think it's a simple statement, but it's try to take a proactive approach. And I think really building on what Melissa and Karen talked about, it's about creating that repeatable monthly process that you can kind of build month over month. And you're, you're utilizing your technology solutions throughout the year. So you're not scrambling in the final months of the year. And this is honestly where cloud technology has really become useful for us when it's combined with a strong data strategy, because that really enables the automation in processes, the data is flowing appropriately. Your team isn't spending their time manually pulling data together to try to you know, stay on top of or prep for year end. They're doing it throughout the year. So when you have the faster and easier access to your financial and employee data you know, through the modernized cloud technology, you enable the business teams to focus on the anomalies you know, throughout the year, as opposed to finding them at the end, trying to figure out how to recover from it, and you're, you're really using the various tools you have at your disposal throughout the year. You're better prepared for a year end. And are we perfect? No, but we continue to strive to, you know, to have a consistent processes and even more tightly integrated core systems. Awesome. Thank you for that, Scott. And actually, before we continue on, we did receive an audience question ahead um, from a member of the audience. And I think it fits well around this topic. So I'm going to go to that first. Um, the question reads, we are a global organization and have issues every year gathering our global data. How have you found your new cloud technology to be helpful with global year-end prep? Melissa, if you wouldn't mind, I think this one might be right up your alley today. Sure. Um, our global presence is expanding with a recent acquisition, and that will allow us to double the countries that we actually operate in today. And with that, it will give us quick access to the data throughout the year. As Scott mentioned, the more you can stay on top of it, the better. Cloud technology enables us for automation versus manual processing, leading to less human error and the ability to run processes more frequently throughout the year as they are less time consuming, thus making more year-end more efficient and especially at a global level. Once a process has been completely automated for the first time, the process can be automated every month after that. And the cloud allows us for better oversight over global compliance and regulation laws. And in finance departments, this is particularly apparent region to region. So having all of your global data in one system, the cloud allows you better insight throughout the different company locations. You can also do both of your statutory and management reporting in one system, which tremendously helps streamline the reporting process. And it also helps from a forecasting perspective as we consolidate all of the countries and the regions together, it gives us better insight into the FX impacts that we're seeing. 
Awesome. Well, thank you for that. And I actually, that dovetails right into our next section. And I really want to talk about what year-end prep means and what's going on right now within each of your respective teams. Um, so starting with you, Karen, with in terms of HR teams, when does year-end prep start for you? And then what does it ultimately look like? Sure. Um, year-end is always a busy time for companies and for HR, it is no different. As mentioned before, it's more of a continuum now than a point in time event. Um, however, that being said, it's still a very busy time of year. Ensuring you have completed your W-2 testing, setting up payroll calendars, holiday calendars, absence quotas, all the activities that you need to do for the following year, and getting ready with all the tax filings. We normally officially kick off that activity around the September timeframe which is when we start working cross streams with the, the finance group or the accounting group, making sure that we're all ready for the end of the year and all the activities that go on. We also work with the providers to ensure all the compliance related changes are cared for as you're going to go into a new calendar year. And the cloud technology has really made this so much easier for us um, simply due to the ease of the configuration and the testing cycles that we can do in the system. And it's been demonstrated by our, you know, our increased accuracy and timeliness as we come through the year-end processes. So it's been a great advantage for us. Awesome. And then, so Melissa, same question to you now. Um, on FP&A teams, you know, when are you starting year-end prep and then what does that look like? Sure. So in finance, year-end prep has already started. Um, not only are we preparing to close out the year, ensuring all of our revenue and our expenses are being processed in a timely manner, We've also been focusing on the reporting that's needed for the year-end audit, what we'll need and just to get ahead of it. And in addition, you know, even though we're closing out 2020, we're also looking to finalize the 2021 financial budget. And very shortly after that, um, the business teams and the client teams from a finance perspective are going to be rolling over all of the reports that we need to start the January 2021 close. So it's, it's a pretty busy time, as Karen mentioned, for HR, for finance, it's, it's a pretty busy time as well. All right, so before we go on to your answers, Scott, we actually did receive an audience question kind of along the lines of this about automation and finance. So Melissa and Karen, I wanna have you both give me your perspective. Um, Melissa, starting with you, does Alight use automation in their year-end financial preparation and what has been your experience with it? Sure. Yeah, we use automation from a finance perspective. One example is our procurement process. It's automated from the original request of the purchase order through the approval process and all the different um, business approvals that are needed. And then once the invoice actually comes in and needs to get paid, that whole sequence is automated. So it gives us better line of sight to the expenditures that we're anticipating for the end of the year. It also helps us um, with visibility on our variance reporting as we're preparing our results for our monthly business reviews. Interesting. And then Karen, now from your perspective in HR, what has been your experience with automation? And um, it sounds like we use it a lot, so I'd just love to hear your experience about that. Sure. We use a lot of the automated workflows and things that we have in the applications. So, you know, it gives you good governance for your processes and it's not a year-end thing, it's an all-year thing. So. You know, if you've got a manager's manager that needs to approve a transaction for an employee or HR that needs to approve a certain transaction for a separation or something like that. Um, you can also automate notifications to key stakeholders so that people are alerted when certain things happen in the system. 
And it all leads to a really good governance structure to make sure that you've got the right approvals um, going through the system for any transaction that we have. One of the great examples this year is obviously with the pandemic, we moved much more to a virtual onboarding scenario where people weren't actually coming into the office. On day one, people were getting laptops delivered to their home addresses and, and we managed to automate all of the notifications and exactly what you needed to do for your onboarding to make it a really smooth experience for the new hires. So there's great advantages. Interesting. I actually haven't thought about the onboarding experience in the current state of events. That's fascinating to think about. It's been very challenging, but we've, I, we've, we've done it well. <laughs> good. I'm always great to hear. And so, Scott, I promise I did not forget about you. So from an IT perspective, how has 2019 year-end prep differed from what you're experiencing as your team is beginning 2020 year-end prep? Yeah, and, for, and even before jumping into that, I'm really proud of the partnership with Melissa and uh, Karen on just you know, being able to put in some of these automations because that, that has helped a ton. Well, so last year, our system landscape was much different. <clears throat> we were finishing that final phase of our, our move to work day. So that went live April 1st, right at the beginning of the pandemic. And uh, my team was under a tremendous amount of pressure last year at this time. The, the amount of effort that went into trying to monitor and frankly babysit some really highly customized systems with an equally complicated batch schedule, but also had performance issues on old infrastructure. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, was, uh, it was a little bit of a dance, right? And I vividly remember that first weekend in January, you know, trying to get caught up with some long running batch jobs and really kind of hoping and crossing my fingers that you know, we'd be refreshed by Monday morning and Melissa would not be knocking on my door. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but I have to be honest, like, I haven't had a middle of the night call since we moved, right? We don't have, we don't, we're not missing batch. We're not missing our commitments to the business. It just really isn't a thing now that there isn't a quote unquote, you know, thousand job batch schedule that moves data around. It's just there. It's, it's there natively. The functional areas are connected. The data is ready to go. And it's been a huge change. And it's really changed the way that my team and I have been able to focus really the back half of this year on taking care of some of the automations, making sure that we're continuing to grow the platform. And, and that's been a huge, huge difference heading into this close. Perfect. And so I think, you know, now that we've established all of your perspectives, I think I want to close out today's episode by putting year end in the perspective of talking about what a robust strategy can mean for an organization's upcoming year. So Karen, starting off with you, how has cloud technology enabled the Light's HR team to better plan for employees in 2021? I think overall the technology has given the businesses and the managers, including the HR vice presidents that, that support those businesses, with such great visibility to their organisations, it really has given them the ability to make data-driven decisions. We can constantly monitor things throughout the year, so things like attrition, cost, performance, and where, we, where we're going to have new businesses spin up. We know how many positions we need to recruit. That comes from the finance and the, and the budgeting process. It allows us to plan the resources to successfully support the business by having the right people in the right place at the right time, which is what it's all about. We know that 2020 <laughs> has been a year that none of us have quite experienced before. There's been many new challenges, but we've learned a lot. Our employees um, were outstanding in their capability to make that shift from office to home working and and manage to keep our customer base and everything running as it should. 
And with that, you know, we've been looking at what do we need to do differently to support them? You know, it's a different environment. It's a different um, way of getting your work done. So we've been looking at that. And by way of addition, additional resources that we need to, to bring to the table to help with things like work-life balance and that kind of thing. So there are many aspects to planning um, and the agility of the cloud technology allows us to quickly respond to the needs of our employees. A great example was being able to update the business processes for onboarding that I mentioned earlier, completely changed to a remote process for 2020. And, you know, it's just been really great to be able to quickly adapt with communications. And so it's a constant revision of the new normal, <laughs> but the cloud technology enables you to respond to that in a much more agile manner. Definitely. I feel like every day there's a, a new normal that we're adjusting to. Um, for sure. I have no doubt. And so, Melissa, same question to you and the finance function. How do you anticipate the startup 2021 to go with Alight's recent move to Workday Financials and Workday Adaptive Planning? You know, our prior systems and processes were far more manual than they are today. You know, I'm focusing on adaptive specifically for a minute. Many of our offline processes, you know, if you think back to how we forecasted or how we were planning, they were all done in offline Excel spreadsheets with a lot of formulas and a lot of, a lot of chances for error. And we did find a lot of errors along the way. So if we were doing a plan or a forecast or any reporting, whether it was forecasting employee salaries or headcount, or even forecasting revenue at a client level, it was all done in Excel. So moving to adaptive, it has allowed us to spend more time on the analytics and supporting the actual business partners than troubleshooting Excel spreadsheets and mining data. And we've had the ability to centralize many of our processes too, from standardizing merit rates across the company, all the different companies and all the different countries, different benefit assumptions that need to go into a plan or a forecast, and just other assumptions that were more on the honor system before for the teams to incorporate into their more manual processes and make sure that they were captured in their analytics or their forecasts. Now we're able to be more standardized in our processes and it should also allow us to help shorten our monthly timelines. And then finally, Scott, you know, IT as the backbone of any organization, um, I wanna ask you, what does Light's adoption of cloud technology mean for our organization's ability to grow in 2021? Yeah, to me, the door has been open to new opportunities. And you've, you've heard Melissa and Karen talk about it. It's been this awesome automation, ability to pivot. So, so for me, it's really a couple other points come to mind. So prior to the decommission of our old technology stack, my team and I were not really able to focus as much time as I would have liked on the truly value-add projects and business, you know, business process improvements. Today, and we've seen it right now, we've been able to focus much more time on data strategy, creating even more tightly integrated systems and delivering better insights to everybody, frankly. Everybody that has the reporting access can, you know, is, is getting that data at their fingertips and it's real time. And that's, that's a huge difference. So that's what I'm really excited about for 2021 and just being able to continue to grow, expand and, and be that business partner that I know IT can be. 
Awesome. Well, honestly, from all three of you, that sounds like incredible things on our horizon for 2021 and for many other organizations out there. And I first of all, I want to thank all three of you for your work at our organization. I am proud to be a part of it. And I also want to thank you for taking the time to chat with me today. Um, if you're watching and you want to learn more about today's topic or any of our panelists, there's additional resources on the right hand side of the console, and I highly encourage you to check them out. I also want you to stay tuned for our next episode of A Light On in December, where we will be taking and discussing a view of 2020 from the cloud. I can guarantee it's gonna be an interesting one. We'll always be here to shed a light on the latest human capital and business topics. Thanks for tuning in and we will see you next month. Thank you. Thank you.